My name is Fraser. My name is Mark. And we are the hosts of the Geekiest Show Alive. To the outside world, we're ordinary geeks. But in the Fab International Studios, we talk comics and find other geeks just like us. This is Geek of the Week. Welcome to Geek of the Week. I'm your regular host, Mark, and I'm on my own in the studio this week with a load of pre-recorded stuff that I did with Fraser before he went to the States. We've got three little pre-recorded segments for you. We're going to play some music, but before all of that, it's time for this. With the sounds of J. Jonah Jameson, you know it's time for the news. And it is a much meatier news this week than it was last week, where I struggled to find anything remotely interesting. So I'm going to go straight into it. And the first news is that Second Coming is back. It was a comic that we wanted to read, that we mentioned ages ago on the show. And it was about Jesus, how Jesus would react if he came back now. And um, crazy right-wing Christians got that banned and DC cancelled it. But Ahoy Comics have taken it on instead after DC Comics essentially, well, let's, let's be honest, chickened out. So I haven't managed to get a copy, but I'm going to try because that is something that I would like to look at at some point in the show. Next up is Paper Girls has um, been signed by Amazon. So they're going to adapt Paper Girls, and I can't wait for that. I think Paper Girls is perfect, considering how popular Stranger Things has been and and how comic book adaptations are doing really, really well on TV and in film at the moment. Paper Girls is a no-brainer to me. It's a perfect, perfect comic book, and it will make a great TV series as well. More quick news that um, I've got that Endgame is only... 8 million away from surpassing Avatar. So it looks like the extra scenes at the end of Endgame have given it that final last push. I think anyone who's a comic book fan probably wants to see Endgame surpass uh, Avatar at this point. And 8 million sounds like an incredible amount of money. But when you think about the money that it's actually made, 8 million is almost a drop in the ocean. So maybe in the next couple of weeks, Endgame might end up being... Well, might end up being the most successful film in the cinema of all time, which would be incredible. Here's something I missed, right? Did anyone else know that there's a Hellstrom TV series coming? And, and I knew there was a Ghost Rider series, but it seems that at the same time they announced Hellstrom. It was announced in May, but I didn't see that at all. So, um, of all the weird, obscure characters for them to make a TV series on, it, Hellstrom is, well... I think it's something that can either be fantastic or pretty, pretty bad. So I'm fascinated by Hellstrom, and um, the fact that I didn't even see that it was launched, that's that's just odd. Very odd. Moving on, I've got some uh, news about Birds of Prey. It's been made explicit this week that they're going to have some LGBT characters in there. There were the rumours about Hugh McGregor's character, the, the Black Mask, having some, having a gay crush on another supervillain, and um, that was kind of cool and um, a bit like the uh, 
Beauty and the Beast, perhaps. But it um, confirms that Harley is gay. Uh, sorry, Harley is bi. And that Rene Montoya, one of the police officer characters, is explicitly a lesbian. And I think that's incredibly important. And um, DC are way ahead of Marvel when it comes to this kind of thing. And it's great to see that they're continuing this, not just in their TV stuff, but now in the films as well. That's brilliant news. Brilliant news. So I also looked at the Kingsman trailer. And um, I'll be honest, I haven't seen Kingsman or the follow-up. So I I went into this a little bit cold. And um, I I like how it's nicely British. um, And what it's made me realise is that this looks fun. So I need to, you know, I need to get off my backside and watch the first two films because I've heard nothing but good things about them. So maybe by the time The King's Man comes out, I'll have seen the first two and we'll be able to review it on the show. Next up is that Marvel has announced some October titles and there's some interesting ones. There's a new ongoing Ghost Rider, which I'm assuming is because of the TV series and also because there's been more interesting Ghost Rider recently. And uh, Spider-Man Full Circle, which has got a lot of very, very strong writers on it. And that looks very interesting. I think it looks like it's going to be some kind of, like, short story kind of um, collection where they they, they have, like, a a lot of different writers writing different things. And finally, they're bringing back Marvel Zombies with a title called Marvel Zombies Respawn. And uh, that's not written by Kirkman this time. It's written by somebody else. So it's, um, it's it's a new start for Marvel Zombies, which... Should be pretty interesting, because I've always found that lots and lots of fun. There's also been uh, an announcement that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the Power Rangers are going to have a crossover comic in December. I am... Well, I'm whelmed. I I found the uh, Justice League and Power Rangers thing quite difficult. I thought it all felt all shoehorned in, and it just... It wasn't for me. Um, However, I have found some crossovers really, really good. Uh, Batman and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was a pleasant surprise, for example. So we'll see how it goes. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers in December. I'm guessing that we'll end up putting that on pull or pass. And finally, unfortunately, this show isn't recorded live. So when this is broadcast on Fab Radio on Saturday or available on uh, Listen Again on Sunday, we will have had San Diego Comic-Con and we will have had all of the big news so all I can say is, sorry about that, it's just unfortunate the way that we have to record the show. And um, we'll have a big, meaty San Diego Comic-Con run-through and news section on next week's Geek of the Week. So we are talking about, ah, uh, this, this is a clip show. We've got some stuff that we pre-recorded before Fraser went on his travels while well, he's at, still at Camp America but back at the start of August and this is the last of those pre-recorded segments I've got two fan casts and a binge it or bin it for you this week and first up is a fan cast and this is where we talk about the X-Men and how who we would cast in the Marvel Cinematic U- U- Universe now that it is, they they can potentially be back in there. So this is old Fraser and old Mark, past Fraser and past Mark, discussing X-Men in the MCU. Bum, it's time for more fan casts. And this time around, we're looking at, with them, 
Fox now being owned by Disney, there's a potential that we're going to see X-Men in the MCU. There's been a lot of speculation, hasn't there, that the, the Dark Phoenix will be the last one in that franchise, and that yeah. once that's done, they'll have the X-Men over in the MCU. Yeah, it's, it's totally unclear about what New Mutants is. It was yeah. April 2019, it went to su- uh, August 2019. We've talked about April New Mutants so many times. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Is that what you were like with this fan casting? A little bit. It is established that you're... I'm not fond not of fan casting. This. But what we've done is we've gone for the, an original um, original team up X-Men, and we've gone for, like, two faves. Um, yeah. I've sort of gone for, like, storyline things, so maybe the cast I'd like to see maybe for the first film, so... I've, yeah, so I've picked, we've like, got the classic five plus Professor X, yeah. and then we both just picked our two favourite X-Men characters, yeah, and we well, both picked different ones, I think. Yeah, I picked someone who I wanted to be, like, almost that like introduction, like the audience member going into the X-Mansion, and then maybe the villain. Well, I, I just picked my two favourite characters, because yeah. I was being a bit more shallow than you. Yeah, of course. Should we go straight into it? Yeah, and yeah for sure. Who is your Professor X? Well... I, uh, I jumped about quite a bit, because there's a lot of, like, bald people. Uh, they don't have to, to be bald. To yeah, but it looks kind of weird when you shave someone who's known for having hair. Like, James McAvoy was always great as Professor X, but then when you shaved his head, it just looked bizarre, like it wasn't supposed to happen. He like, does have to be bald, though. I, I don't think yeah, it's negotiable. When he's got, like, that in split, he's got an okay shaved head, but... Um, I changed this a couple of times, actually. My Magneto was originally my Professor X, but I'm glad that he's Magneto now. So I went for Mark Strong. He's been in a lot of comic books, so he was Mm -hmm. um, Sinestro in Green Lantern. He was in Kingsman. He was one of the... Um, one of the heads in there, okay. one of the head agents, and he was also recently in Shazam. But I actually went f- for him because of the Kingsman angle, because obviously that's a young organisation. Uh, they have a house there and stuff like that. But he was a very strong, um, strong leader into like introducing eggs into the Kingsman world and stuff. And it was nice to sort of see him there, so I could see him in that sort of role. He's got a strong Scottish accent as well, so it'd be cool to sort of see, you know, keep Professor X a bit British and, you know, keeping up that stuff that Patrick Stewart well, did so well. And I, James I, I do like that choice. I, um, I, 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 I'm afraid I, I, I went for Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> and now, if I do prefer Kiefer Sutherland as Craven, so I would have to re-pick if, if, he, if got, he gets if cast he got as Craven. <laughs> but um, I think Kiefer Sutherland is the right age. He's, he would look good with a shaved head. Yeah. And I also think, that, again, the distinctive voice. You were talking about the Scottishness, but I think the distinctive voice of Kiefer Sutherland would be good for kind of voiceovers and hearing it in people's heads as, he, yeah, as yeah. his telekinesis. Not telekinesis, his... Te- Telepath. Telepathic, no, yeah. as his telepathic link. I think because he's so distinctive, you don't need to see his face. Everyone knows what Keeper Southern sounds like. Yeah, yeah. And so that, 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 was, my, that was my thinking on that. But the, the, there may be other choices that have a similar voice, but I, I, just, I just fancy the pants off Keeper Southern. You Sutherland. do, yeah, and it's, it's funny, like, a lot of people have those uh, fan cast. You always have your go-to, like, actors, don't you? And he's definitely, definitely my go-to. Definitely got But I still here. think he's a good choice for Professor Yeah, X. yeah, for, like, for sure. It's not just like, a, oh, throwing the name in the hat. Yeah. Yeah. Just being like, yeah, they should be in everything. There was a point where everyone was just like, they, it was like the first season of Stranger Things came out, and there was a joke that the kids of Stranger Things should just be everything. Because, like, children are just like, yep, uh, yeah. anything, Stranger Things. Or just like, if a new series comes out, and they always have it with those guys from, um, uh, oh, is it, un- what, no, what's it called? That weird one, it's always on, 
Who cares? Everyone knows what I'm talking about. The yeah. T- the two salmon thingy. Oh, I've completely forgotten. I've lost what... I have no idea what you're talking about. You, you, supernatural. Oh, yeah, 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 we were talking about Everyone always before, goes about yeah. them too. We're supernatural. Yeah, yeah. and I, I did think about um, Jensen Ackles as Cyclops. Let's yeah. move on to Cyclops. I didn't go for him in the no, end. No, it's thought a bit he'd be... too old at the moment. Yeah, I feel like they, I, these would be younger. I quite like Alfie Allen. He was oh, uh, yeah. in Game of Thrones. And he's he's got, he's got the kind of acting chops to play. Preppy and... Yeah. And... Whiny and a and, bit, yeah, yeah. What is it? I, I, like, Cyclops is wit, one of my least favorite X Men. by Gene. Yeah, he's. But I think he's an important X Man because he's yeah. so stick in the mud that he's very, very important. Especially and in the future I don't think as well. You're supposed to like him. Especially in the future as well because he becomes the leader of the X Men yeah. and stuff like so that. So I, I do think Alfie Allen would be a good choice for that. But what, what did you? Um... So I went for someone. It's one of them because. Um, during the time they were casting Spider-Man, all these different names came up, like yeah, Azza yeah, Butterfield yeah. and all them, and, like, for the longest time it was... I've actually gone for Logan Lerman. He would sort of... Um, he was in... Um, oh, my mind's blanking on literally everything today. This is why I make notes, but I'm My old. goodness. My, my goodness. No, he's in this... Um, Perks being a wallflower. Okay, he was, yes. a lead, he was a lead character in that. Yes, yes, I know who you mean now. And, um, yeah, it's one of them, and you have to literally um, see him. But I can see him, I think... That sort of, instead of being less whiny, stuff like that shy awkwardness he sort of had in that. And he's one of them, he's always, he's been in other stuff as well, and he's led, like, these teen franchises before. Yeah. So I think that would be a strong um, pick to have. My, I was a bit good that we couldn't keep the Cyclops we had with Ty Sheridan, um, mm. because, only because of my Jean Grey pairing. Go on. Um, so my Jean Grey, I've gone for Olivia Cook again. Okay. Ginger, she was my Batwoman from Alden. Quite close to Manchester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but her, like, so see, it's not just me picking picking favourite actors. It, well, two two separate uh, DC and this would be Marvel. Yeah, so yeah, you're right. yeah. Okay. You, I'm still worse. But uh, <laughs> but there probably would be someone um, someone else. Like, there's a couple of ginger actors I've looked at for. Um, I, I think a ginger as well because it's it's that's a natural pick. You don't isn't need it? to pick a ginger like, though, and I think we're maybe limiting ourselves. I was too thinking much. like if Olivia Cook. You know, does Batgirl instead? We could have um, the the lead from Suburgatory. I can't remember her name. Especially if we want to go for an American as well. Mm. Um, she could quite work quite well as um, thingy. Like she was always, um, or maybe if you casted it years back, Emma Stone when she was like you know ginger and stuff. But yeah. I'm going for Olivia Cook. And yeah, it would have been again. It's that I feel like she's got this leading presence that hasn't mm. been fully utilised yet. Great. She was really good in Ready Player One. Um, but I can see her working with Logan Lerman. It doesn't mean... Just because you've been a, a couple in a film franchise before doesn't mean you always have to no. do But I just thought... It's funny you talked about coupling well. people up. Alfie Allen is from Game of Thrones. I, I picked another Game of Thrones actor. Oh, yeah. I picked Rose Leslie, who played Igrit. You know, nothing uh, Jon Snow. Uh-huh. Yeah. I picked her because I just think she's got a really good look. I think that she's, like, she's ginger. And uh, I'm regretting looking at just Gingers, but I do think she's a nice choice. She's, yeah, it's got... she's another fantastic actor. Exactly. And I think um, she could work with Alfie Allen, similar age yeah. and we need, stuff. We need more Gingers on screen as well. We, well I, I love a Ginger. <laughs> but I think as well, it's that thing of... Um, yeah, it's finding that pairing and maybe finding um, a pairing that's less... Cyclops is obsessed with Gene, and Gene seems a bit disinterested. So I feel mm. like if they do work well together, that could work. So the Game of Thrones pairing there would work. It'd also be nice as well because it'd be like a passing the torch. Sophie Turner was yeah, her, and she was in Game of Thrones. So yeah, that's so. true. Yeah, that'd be nice. I hadn't thought about that. 
So that would be a nice little... Oh, here you go. Who do you want to move on to next? Should we go on to Beast? Beast, yeah. I, I had a thought. I, I, I researched this quite heavily and came up with John a big fat zero. Yeah. Um, I liked the idea of finding two actors that were brothers. One that was skinny and yeah. one that was a was muscle huge. man. Oh, so you've got, like, the, the, the skinny guy plays Hank McCoy and the, yeah. and the, 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 the big guy plays... Uh, the Beast version of Hank nice, nice. So, like, either a father and son combo or a um, yeah. two brothers combo, and I just couldn't find that. Oh, right. So what I did go for, and I, this, this is what I'm particularly proud of, because it isn't one of my go-tos at all, um, I, I looked up Haley Joel Osmond, who was in AI, oh, yeah. who played the, um, kid in the, Sixth the little Sense boy. As well. Yeah, the kid in Sixth yeah, Sense, yeah. that's right. He is now quite a big fella. Really? And he's got a... He's got a big kind of um, J, um, George R. R. Martin beard. Oh, yeah. And I think he's got a kind of geeky look to him that would be a great... Great beast. Great uh, Hank McCoy. Yeah. Oh, have him as Hank McCoy in the... Yeah, have him as both, yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, so I've gone for Haley Joel Osmond. Yeah. I've got Google him. Yeah. You can see Google why I went through as well. Yeah, he's got yeah. a beasty look. A game changer. Yeah. I've gone for Will uh, Poulter. He was... He was in Maze Runner. He's also the... He looks like Sid from Toy Story. Right. If you've seen that. Yeah, um, yeah. He's been in quite a, a lot of things. But again, this was a sort of... Um, I think this might have, been a, might have been a Google. Or it was, it was um, at, like, looking through the different... Because I was looking at team franchises. Yeah. And then someone suggested him as Beast. And I was like, I could see him as... It's the Hank McCoy, I think, mainly. Yeah. And then seeing him, like, it would have to be CGI, the transition. But you can beef him up. but yeah. Which is why, I guess, it, my idea of the two actors doesn't really matter. Yeah, no, like, that would have been a different time. It would have been pretty mm. cool as well. Like, with Mark Ruffalo, they did... They used, uh, in the first Avengers movie, they used a bit of Ruffalo and they used a bit of um, Louis Ferrigno for... So they mixed and matched it a bit. Right. Uh, but the more and more Hulk we've got, the more and more it's been Mark, Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo. And I think that's just how the technology's grown, but I think that would be it. I also... Um, so I used Maze Runner as sort of a pairing for Angel. Okay. And I used uh, Thomas Brody Sangster. He was, again, in Maze Runner. He was also in Game of Thrones for, like, a hot minute, I think. Right. Um, he's also the kid from Love, actually. But okay, this kid, yeah. this guy does not age. Uh, <laughs> right. But I think he would be really good. Again, it's, like, young sort of team dynamic, and I think in them two have worked together in the past, and it was all these actors I can see working really well together because, well, a lot of them have been either working together or been suggested for the same roles. Yeah, well, Warren Worthington Third, I, I feel it needs someone who can play posh. Yeah. I, I would want them to emphasise Warren Worthington Third. the fact that his, na- his name is Warren Worthington III, third, yeah. he, he was always an upper-class posh character. And I, I kind of went through... Um, and, he, and he was always portrayed as... Gorgeous, like yeah, absolutely yeah. stunningly attractive. So I went through a lot of ob- obvious ones, but what I came up with was Alexander Vlahos. He was um, Mordred in Merlin, and more recently he was in Versailles. Yeah. And oh my goodness me, he is stunning, beautiful. <laughs> like he's early twenties, and he is gorgeous. But he's got the acting chops to, to be able to take look, yeah. on. Um, it's a, it's a difficult role playing someone who is an upper class snob who becomes likable. Yeah, and I, I think I, th- I think Alexander Vlahos. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm just distracted by his beauty. <laughs> He's 
just beautiful, a beautiful, beautiful man. I, I, I stand by my angel. I'm quite pleased. And with you want to see the wings? Spread yeah. Out. And <laughs> when he gets the opportunity to play at Archangel, yeah. I, I, I just think from seeing him in Merlin and, and the Rage and seeing him in Versailles, I think he's got what it takes to take to do that. It's to... a really meaty storyline yeah. with Angel, and I think I think he's got it. And he's yeah, pretty. Yeah. He's so pretty. That, uh, that tends to help them. Oh, <laughs> so pretty. Oh, nice. Who do you want to roll on We've to got here? Iceman as the last one, haven't we? Well, yeah, yeah. So, this sort of goes back to when we did Fantastic Four. And I said, I had two picks for Johnny Storm. And I said, okay, if this guy isn't Johnny Storm, I want him as Iceman because I want Spider-Man, Iceman, and... Fan- yes, I do remember Tom saying it, yeah. So I've gone for Tom Holland's best mate, Harrison Osterfield. Okay, you mentioned him before, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's not been in that much, but I feel like he could like do a well... A pretty decent attempt at Iceman. He's been the same acting school as Tom Holland and stuff, and they're always hanging out Yeah, uh, friends. So it would be really cool to see, like... That dynamic again, I think. Yeah, I think to some extent that you've you've got a good point that if you can get matey matey real life people, yeah, that should hopefully get translate to into screen. Yeah, I mean, you you and I Damn. couldn't present this show the way we do if we weren't if we close. Didn't and, yeah, yeah. But we we aren't you classic same age friends. Yeah, we we I think we have something unique on our show because of our friendship. So I think you've got something there that yeah, you, you even though it's acting that they it's still they yeah. would bring something. It makes it easier because then it's doing less acting as well. Like you actually do get on, so it's, yeah, you know that that you can focus more on the acting. that's like the dramatic sort mm. the other parts. But yeah, who did you get for Iceman then? Oh, I don't, I've not done my Iceman. Um, I was starting, I'll be honest. We, we'd you got, broke. We, 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 I was halfway through X-Men, and I knew I'd got Marvel Space left, and I was a bit broken. I had done my um, two favourite characters, so Iceman was the last one of this franchise that I cast, and I'd run out of ideas. So I just went through actors from franchises I like, yeah. and I got to Harry Potter. So for no real reason other than he's a good actor, and I want a good actor in the role, I've gone for Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, nice, that's fair. Uh, but th- I do feel this was like a weak choice. But I was starting yeah. to lose the will to, to live and just went, oh yeah. I don't know how hard you found this, but I've said it a couple of times now. I really am am struggling with the fan cast, particularly. You don't know what to four. do. I don't know what to do. But there was there were four four of these, and like six or eight parts per yeah per franchise. But, uh, we're looking at like twenty five casts. I know. Yeah, could you imagine being a casting director? Well, I've, I've certainly got a huge amount of respect for casting directors. Yeah, and they have to see people's work, so I actually listen to them in the yeah, role. And it's, it's, it's a tough job. It is. So who were your two... Um, should we say who are your two characters, and then who did you cast them? Yeah, my two characters that I picked were Gambit and Bishop. Nice. Two of my very favourites. Um, now, for Gambit... Um, I'm very disappointed that Channing Tatum film isn't happening. And I would like to see Channing Tatum in the role if he can do that in MCU, but I thought that was a cop-out. Yeah, that's fair. I also... I I adored, adored the X-Men cartoon in the 90s. And... Yeah, exactly. There's a Japanese version, isn't there? There is, yeah. 
<laughs> the Japanese theme tune's even crazier. But the guy that played Gambit in that, I felt his voice was perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot to love in that 90s cartoon. Oh, yeah. But Gambit was Real an absolute enough. highlight. And I looked him up. He's an actor called Chris Potter, and he has done live-action work. Unfortunately, it was the 90s. So Chris Potter is now 58. Oh, so yeah. 20 years ago... Perfect. Looking at him, he could have moved straight on from the 90s cartoon and been a great Gambit. because yeah, a lot of people have done that, haven't they? Or they've and got, I, I, don't, I don't feel like... They've gone from live action and I don't. I, I would have loved to have seen him 20 years ago as Gambit, but I'm afraid that ship has sailed. And part of the reason why... His I, cards have been dealt. His cards have been dealt! <laughs> part of the reason why I cast Daniel Radcliffe was because I'd looked at the Harry Potter franchise for other characters, and I've gone for Tom Felton. Oh, nice. I thought you were going to say... Jacob Malfoy. You watch Now You See Me with all the card tricks and stuff like that. Tom no. Felton's... He's done um, superhero stuff as well. He, did, he was in um, The Flash. I think he's got kind of like the right kind of pointy face for yeah, Gambit. Yeah. Kind of bizarre... Not, not, not stereotypically attractive, but there's something about him that's yeah, very yeah. kind of noticeably differently attractive for Tom Felton as he's grown up. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I think he's... I think he could... As long as he can do the accent... That's the important I think part. we need a bit of Tom Felton as Gambit. I can see that. And then your second one? The second one was Bishop. Now, Bishop can yeah, be ageless, so I have gone for a slightly older yeah. actor to play him. Idris Elba. No, no uh, Idris Elba would be great, but he's... But he's old now, yeah. Um, I went for Colin Salmon. Ah, nice. And I love Colin Salmon. He's been in so many things I love. Everything from Prime Suspect when he was very, very young, all the way to being in Doctor Who. He was in Arrow as Walter, and he was... He's recently in Krypton as General Zod. And That's pretty cool. he's just a great actor. Cool shout, yeah. And Bishop is been nice tortured. To see him in film as well. Bishop is tortured and confused and everything in Bishop's life is grim, grim, grim. Yeah. And he's ruthless and firmly believes every in everything he does and I just think that Colin Salmon is the kind of actor that could put his teeth into the role of Bishop and be brilliant at it. He's also one of those actors that is deceptively old. He he could play 30, even though he's in his 50s, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, those actors. And they're ripe in the MCU, like Paul Rudd, RDJ. They're all, like, yeah. way older than they should look yeah, like they yeah. should be. But yeah, no, that's... So pretty, who that's were you, your cool. two picks you said were Magneto and... So I've gone for Kitty Pride as, like, our intro oh, into... Oh, yeah, that's a good our idea. intro into, like, the school and stuff like that. I imagine the school's already running and it's her, like, first day. And, yeah, Magneto. So I'll start with Magneto. So, the, like I said before, this was going to be my... Um, sorry, I had to make a pause there. Um, he, this uh, actor was going to be, for the longest time, my Professor X. Okay. Because it would have been nice to see him in a hero role instead of a villain role. But then I was like, yeah, but he's a really good villain. And I've gone for uh, Ralph Fiennes, who played Voldemort. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know who so, Ralph Fiennes is, yeah, yeah. Um, it's sort of a trend. I, I think I've, I went for Lucius, the guy who played Lucius Malfoy uh, to play Doc Ock. So right, yeah. No, um, so we've both gone Green to Goblin. Harry Potter a couple of times, actually. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's a, it's a good place to go to because. Well, they had some amazing. They had a stellar actors. cast, and it was uh, a British cast as well, which I think the, is good. The thing about the Harry Potter franchise is they weren't they, they've they've gained a lot from being in Harry Potter, but only the the actors that were good. Yeah, and they become big because around. of Harry Potter, and 
ten years ago, they wouldn't have gone anywhere near MCU, but everybody wants to be in the MCU. Yeah, exactly. You, you've got isn't Sylvester it? Stallone in the... Uh, it's, it's madness, isn't it, the amount of people who... Amazing actors are in it, and Angelina Jolie, like, recently with Eternals, and... Yeah, madness. Now, Kitty Pride. I had someone for the longest time in my head, but then I completely forgot, and then I was like, oh, no, I'll do uh, Millie... Um, Millie, oh, Millie Bobby Brown? Yeah, Millie Bobby Brown from uh, Stranger Things. Uh, oh, okay, right, streaming yeah. the recent Godzilla. And then I went, no, 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 wait, I had someone else. And then I finally clicked on me, because we were talking about Spider-Verse. Yeah. And I've gone for Hayley, Hayley Steinfeld. Steinfeld, yeah, Steinfeld. So she was the lead in the recent Bumblebee movie. She's recently, okay, yeah. recently voiced um, Spider-Gwen. And I think I did this because... Millie Bobby Brown would be great, but she's a bit too young. If I was thinking Kitty Pride was the same age as the rest of them, and that's why Haley Fingy would be great. And it's it also does need to be a young actor. And it would be it would be great for her to sort of like I can see her being like in a lost world and just looking around and being like this is a bit confusing. But then accepting it towards end and being a big part of the franchise after that and a big part of their first story. Yeah. yeah. And it would be cool to interact with Spider, and I can see her having a crush on Tom Holland or something like that. It's Kitty Pride. <laughs> like you do. <laughs> Let's not talk about that on this one. Uh, but yeah, that's our that's our cast. That's for our X-Men. cast. But we want to know your fellow geeky cast. Maybe do Gattis, what we girls, did. Geeks, yeah, so, so the classic five: yeah. Professor X and, and two, two favorites. Your favorites. And we want to see. And if. Yeah, and what maybe what kind of X-Men film you want to see out of it? Do you want to see him young? Do you want to see him older? Do you want to see him... What do you want to see him doing? Mm. Are they in space we, we've again? We've gone for younger, they, I think. Yeah, are they doing school adventures? But yeah, this is the third one. We've got... We've got one more one left. One more coming, which Over I think summer? is the break breakdown of Mark. Oh, you are going to see Mark just deflate. But yeah, thanks for listening to this. And we'll see you all. Here you are. No, you'll listen to us all in the next one. Mess that last part up, but wow. still sincere. You lose charisma. Charisma! Charisma! Uh, we're both flubbed. We've gone down a dark uh. path. I hope you enjoyed Past Fraser and Past Mark discussing our fan casts for X Men. Tell us what you think. Have, have your say on our Facebook group. Just search for Geek of the Week Radio Show on Facebook or chat to us on Twitter. That's at GOTW Radio or I'm Mark Adams HC. And now we're going to move on to our second fancast pre record of the day. And this one, let's be honest, this one, I was at the end of my tether and I'd run out of hot guys. So, um, yeah, it, it, it all went to pot. Have a listen to Pass Fraser and Pass Mark as we discuss who we would cast. For Marvel space characters. Ba, 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 ba. It's time for another fancast. Thankfully, that, the final fancast. Yeah, this is the final fancast to put Mark out of his misery. So, this, it started off as Guardians. Then I was like, oh, wait, they could also appear in Fantastic Four, but we didn't really mention him. And then I was like, oh, it could be Captain Marvel. So, you've basically just sort of gone space. You've called it Marvel Space. Marvel Space. And we picked four characters. So, we picked Adam Warlock. Nova, Galactus, and Silver Surfer. Now I need you to do these in a certain order. Okay, you tell Galactus, me order. Warlock, Silver Surfer, Nova. Okay, so who's your Galactus? Right, so my Galactus, I felt it needed someone big, someone big, Huge. like big. And I know as Sylvester, a personality or as a both, person? both. 
So people uh, in the past have, yeah. have, have, have it, it was long talked about before he was in Guardians that Sylvester Stallone he'd make a great you know Galactus, when he got, but I can't have when it. When he got cast in, they said that he was going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy f- two. I honestly thought they were going to yeah. do Galactus. I, and, uh, I, 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 Adrian, he was great in so. Uh, in, 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 Guardians, in Guardians, yeah. But I, I did want him I as my Galactus. If he didn't talk as well, I can't it have him. Down. So I, I mulled this over. I thought Hulk Hogan, but then I was like, <laughs> Oh, he's uh, not really PC. No, he? he's not really PC, and I, I don't think he's got the acting ability. Nah. He's got the face, yeah. And but no, well, that's the thing with the face. He can sort of do it up however they want, can't yeah. They? So uh, do, do they it ha- is mostly voice. I'm pretty sure Arnold Schwarzenegger isn't in the. Um, no, he's not. In the MCU, so he the he CEO was one pit. I no oh. he was one I heavily contemplated, but uh, then 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 I I was like well he deserves a second chance to do well in a comic book film so my pick is David Harbour. Oh, so okay, I think fair. David Harbour not as um, the thing. No, David the thing. No, I can't remember who I had as oh, the thing. John I had John Cena as the thing. Yeah. So I'll have David Harbour as Galactus. Oh, um, would you use his facials for Galactus? Yeah, absolutely uh, I would. So I've gone completely for voice, I'm not going to lie. Okay. Uh, I was thinking maybe Morgan Freeman, just because it's a deep and powerful voice, but I've actually gone for a deep and powerful voice that someone can look up to, and we all, when we were younger, looked up to this voice, and he went, Simba. And he's going to ah, do it again. So I've gone for James Earl Jones. As that is a good voice. Because not only is Mufasa, like, impounding, as um, Darth Vader, obviously, as well. He's, my only worry is that, like, he's, he might start to lose his voice or something, or, like, you know, he's getting on a bit. But, no. But I feel like if they get enough recordings out of him, I think he would be an incredible Galactus. Silver Surfer. Do you know, that's a good call. I mean, and then he's, I was ha- he's used to having a white guy yeah. as his face yeah. because he was Darth Vader, <laughs> yeah. and then they got some bald, strange yeah. white guy, and then then um, the very attractive Hayden Christensen in the prequels. Have so you heard, I don't think he'll be worried about have it. Have you heard the original Vader's voice? David oh, it's Campus. Oh, it's, it's Campus. Anything it's not it's, great, is it? But yeah, so who did... Um, I think we both started off with our powerhouses because I think the rest of mine slipped down a bit as well. well. Warlock next. Yeah, who did you have for Adam I've Warlock? got Aidan Gillen. Um, oh, okay. He was um, he was Stuart in Queer as Folk, and more recently Littlefinger in um, in Game of Thrones, and I, he's just an exceptionally good actor. Yeah, he I think Warlock is a complex character, a difficult character. Yeah, and, and I, let's be honest, I, I I like the idea of someone around forty, but still handsome. Yeah, yeah, because that's the whole thing they were making the. In Guardians 2, they were making this beautiful thing, weren't they, in Colin? Yeah, Adam. so I, uh, I think Aidan Gillen... Yeah. I mean, again, I, I, like I say, by, by the time I got to Marvel Space, I was very much Don't losing me. the will to live. Yeah. But then I got inspired by Aidan Gillen. Oh, that's nice. See, the thing is with Adam Warlock, I've had a couple of friends, and we all talked about it. Strangely, they just brought it up, and I was like, oh, it's funny that you said this, because I'm going to talk about this on Geek of the Week. But they were, like, throwing up names like... Um, it's like Efron, because there's that beauty thing. Yeah. Um, someone even said Terry Crews, like seeing him in all gold, I think, with the recent Brooklyn that. There's a Brooklyn yeah, Nine yeah. Everything's all in gold. Huh. But for me, I feel like they have too much personality and they're too funny for Adam Warlock. Adam Warlock, like you say, is a very serious sort of actor, but it is that beauty thing. Hmm. Adam Warlock reminds me a lot of The Vision. Yes. Like, there's humour to be had there, but it's not from him. It's, it's more deadpan than... Yeah, so I've gone for um, someone who's just beauty, but I think... and. 
It's got Luscious Blonde Locks, and I've gone for Alexander Skarsgård, who okay. recently played Tarzan in Legend of Tarzan. Yeah, yeah. And there's some precedent behind this on uh, social media, because I had to Google just to make sure that I wasn't making a terrible choice, and there is people who have said this. Um, who did you say we need to go to next? No. Well, so, Silver Surfer. Oh, I was going to say, I was going to do a good segue, but the person I have for Nova was also suggested for Adam Warlock, but again, there's humour to be had with him, so I haven't gone for him as... So, it was at this point that I'd lost my temper. I'd lost the will to live. And I was just like, I've got nothing left. I've got no hot guys to cast in these roles. And Silver Surfer is, well, he's essentially a buff, naked man that is silver. So, I went on YouTube and I typed in, Hot shirtless actors. Oh, God. And I found a video called Top 35 Shirtless Actors. Wow. And that, that, that At was... At least into YouTube. Not... Yeah. And that was... That, that, the, the music behind it, it was a um, six-minute video. And the music, it had two tracks. I'm Too Sexy. Of course. By Right Said Fred. And Sexy and I Know It by LMFA. Naturally. And I, I, I sat there through those two songs and just looked at these boys with their with their tops off and um i still haven't picked anyone so the last two that, I, that i've got i've got a list of five pick any yeah. for silver surfer and or nova because i was done i don't even know who these actors are i just looked at them with their tops <laughs> off and they told so i've got cam gigandet chad michael murray henry gavel Jared oh, Henry Cavill. Yeah, Henry Cavill. Oh, he played Superman. Oh, did he? Okay. That's a good chap. Jared Padalecki and William Mosley. They oh. both had the right kind of buff, buff to be what? the silver. They all had the right kind of buff to be the Silver Surfer. And whoever's left can play Nova. Nova. I'm sorry, Fraser. This broke me. It's okay. And I did not. I, I didn't even enjoy the top 35 hottest shirtless no. actors on YouTube. There was no pale gingers for you. No. Uh, well, maybe. But I was just like. I, I, I was finished. Done in. And I, I've, I've enjoyed the fancast experience, but one at a time in future. Yeah, of course, definitely. Sorry, so I, my, I failed. For my Silver Surfer, I've gone for someone... i changed this a lot of times. Uh, but I've gone for someone who's been in space franchises before. Did you take into account hot with a shirt off? No. Oh, OK. Uh, Is he hot with a shirt off? I don't know. Right, tell me his name and I'll Google him while we're on. So, um... I went for someone who's been a lead in a space franchise, but okay. not Star Wars, Star Trek. I went for Zachary Quinto, because I think uh, he's got okay. that voice, you know, played Spark, and I could see him That's maybe a being nice a, choice. Maybe being Silver Surfer. Right, bear with me, Google. Zachary Quinto, so, yeah. shirtless. Wow. You carry on. Wow, wow. And then for Nova, again, this was someone I was going to pick for Adam Warlock, but I feel he's got too much personality. And this is an older Nova... Um, a Casanova, if you will. Wow. But it's someone who I think would play really humorous against the Guardians. Like, if he introduced, like, with Chris Hemsworth and Chris Pratt's humor, like, seeing Ryan Gosling as Nova and him Ryan doing, Gosling, doing, his, doing his humor bits with um, them would be good. And then maybe for, like, a younger, like a younger Nova, maybe doing uh, KJ... Apa, he plays um, Archie on Riverdale. Maybe if you wanted to do younger, maybe, okay. maybe throw him into the cast. Zachary Quinto works. But I definitely Ryan Gosling would be my one just to just to see him interact with them and like have them be like, oh, we saved him over ages ago, and it was like, 
You didn't say like, oh, just having this whole like, you know, again that competition that they always have between um, like they've been having a lot with four and uh, Star Lord would be cool to add Nova into that mix. Yeah, well. I think so. And then just have the rest of the Guardians being like, oh, these. I do, I do feel like I cheated at the end, but I, I, I spent you just so did, yeah. long researching. You've heard so it. I, I, I did yeah. give in. Whatever, I don't I, I, care I think I, pref- I think, yeah... I, think I need a you... break for two months away from Fancast. <laughs> yeah, at least. But I, I do like Zachary Quinto as a Silver Surfer. I think that's a really good oh, I'm choice. I'm glad you like it. Yeah. And it, who knows, in the future you've got... Whenever it comes up in conversation, at least you can go, ah, oh, Fraser, which were you picks? Yeah, ones. yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah... Uh, top 35 yeah. hottest shirtless actors. <laughs> uh, that, that, that was a low point yeah. of my week. If you want that, be... That's on my browser history. Oh, everyone's got, those hackers who were looking into you going, what a bad time for. I know. Uh, well, it wasn't have... even a particularly good quality YouTube video. Oh, no. It was like those old school ones and they oh, it used Comic Sans. Oh, Mate, Comic there Sans. A swipe trans- yeah, oh, there was a swipe transition. But if you want to get broken too, we want to hear <laughs> we want to hear your uh, fan cast for these. Uh, it's just four space characters, really. It's sort of relevant to Guardians. Who knows? We might see Silver Surfer and Galactus introducing Guardians. Then they'll appear more likely appear in a Fantastic Four film. Yeah. Or I reckon Warlock's going to be in Guardians Three, and who knows? We might see Nova at some point. So we want to know your fellow geeky fan cast for these characters. Yeah. And yeah, it, how much it broke you or. Basically, I think some it, people find it a lot easier. Because than we this did. is the last one, we kind of want to know your opinions on fancasts in general. Do you find them easy? Do you f- do you find them enjoyable, or are they taxing like the Alpha Mark? <sighs> I don't want to do it. I again. used to be like, oh, not really into it. Just like whoever the cast, I'm happy with. But I think that's more, the case with yeah. me. I, I trust them. They've done well so far. Exactly. I'm always like that. I was like, oh, this would be interesting to see them. I always do it more as a game, and then I was like, is there, is there yeah, anyone you actually think was a bum casting in the entire MCU? Um, no, not really. No, neither do I. I don't think there is. I know there's some people who think... There were some odd choices that proved me wrong. Yeah, there's definitely interesting picks, and yeah, they've done really well so far. Everyone's acted well. There's been, like, there's had to be casting changes, but I never Mm. thought they were a bad fit. Yeah, that's true. The original roadie wasn't very good, was he? Yeah. And then... then, I um, think it's just because... The roadie we have now is so good. Yeah, that true. when you compare it, and it's Don Cheadle is Don Cheadle. Yeah, yeah, Don Cheadle's had more time to grow with it and stuff. That's like probably that. that's pr- you're probably right. I'm probably being I think unfair. It might be that. And but he was replaced within one film, so yeah, he didn't yeah. get a chance. Yeah, there's definitely that. And then Edward Norton again. He was quite good as Bruce Banner thinking, but seeing the journey Mark Ruffalo's had with that character, is yes, it's true. It's true. But yeah, anyway. Bum, 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 bum. Fancast is done for this time around, and Mark, it's done you, for the summer at least. You can rest easy. We'll uh, we'll give you a lot of time to prep for the next fancast. We'll do Thanks. like maybe a fancast for a, a Buffy reboot or something. Oh, that works for me. If you've got any suggestions of what fancast we should do, let us know. Facebook discussion group, Twitter, and that's where you can share your fancast as well. Yeah, well that's that. Oh. Memories of how difficult I found fan casting. We're not going to do another fan cast for a while. Even though that was over two months ago now, I'm still reeling from it. And that, that, that YouTube video, wow. And that is our fan casting for the summer. Next up is our final uh, pre-recorder of the, the summer. And Fraser and I watched, well, we watched a telly programme. And we decided whether or not we would like to binge it or bin it. 
This is Binge It or Bin It, and after a very, very long time of saying we're going to do totally this... I've been meaning to do it. We've been the fourth segment for the longest time. It really has, and I've no idea when I'm going to be putting this yeah. actually in the show. So it could be, like, <laughs> like never. Um, but we lost in space and time. We, we, we did the I'm first... Only talk, I'm only talking about this once, by the way. I know. I'm never talking about it. If, if you don't use this, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's never going to be... <laughs> well, we, we, we did the Flash, we, free, which yeah. Fraser had seen. Uh, we did... Uh, Blade Out- the series, which I had seen, really and then Outcast. we did Outcast that neither of us had seen. And the plan was to have them three weeks in a row to do Outcast. Then well, like, we had like a gap, so it was like yeah. a binge it up in it, another fork segment, a binge it up in it, and then it just um, and then months later, uh, End Game came out, and then a load of different stuff. Yeah, um, we we, we, we had the comic free comic book day, yeah. yeah. Um, but just to explain, binge it up in it, it's very similar to our poor past thing. It basically we watched a pilot of a TV series based off a comic book called Superhero. And we say whether we want to binge it or bin it. If we want to keep uh, the binge, can be different. Sometimes um, these um, series got cancelled early on, so it might just be one season, or it might be you know they have so many seasons. And like, oh, I might just binge this first season, or whatever it may be. Like with the Flash, I recommended just binging one and two because it goes downhill from there. Right. Um, and then there's other there's other stuff like Outcast has only got season one, and, and, and so far. On. So far, with Fraser's one, The Flash, I, I went on, a, I decided to binge it. Go on a binge. And then on Outcast, we both decided binge, we'd binge yeah. it, which was the one that neither of us had seen. So this is my choice. Yeah, and with Flash as well, it was a, I'd say it's a binge for me to watch season one and two again, because I just um, want to go back to it. Mm. Go back to the good times. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I picked Blade the series, which, which... I didn't know existed. No, it was... The the pilot that we watched was kind of almost sort of supposed to be a fourth film. Yeah. It was an old-school pilot in as much as they did an actual film as the pilot. You don't get that anymore. No, no. You get, like, the hour-long or the 45-minute-long. However long the series is going to be, you get stuff. just that. Whereas... Oh, the appearances. This was them. early thousands, I think, or mid thousands. I can't remember. Two thousand six. I've I've put in my notes. Yeah. And mm. it was still the fashion to have like a TV movie. Yeah. As your pilot, I know Firefly did it, for example, and that's a yeah, very famous yeah. TV series. And um, unfortunately, Wesley Snipes was like, nah, nah, I'm just don't buy that TV life. So it was replaced by he was replaced by Sticky Fingers who is a rapper. Incredible. And I was going to play some Sticky Fingers when we did this um, Binge It or Bin It. But I looked through all of Sticky Fingers, his, um, his, his back catalogue. And those fingers are dirty. It, they are. The, 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 there are a lot of smutty words. So unfortunately I won't be playing any Sticky Fingers on our family-friendly show. But Fraser, what, what did you think? Do you like the film pilot as a... The, 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 the TV movie or, as a concept, and what do you think of Sticky Fingaz? It's <laughs> it's so, spelled F I N G A Z. It's got to be pronounced Fingaz, right? Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree. You're a literary uh, Sticky you're Fingaz. Li- you're the literary specialist. Yeah? He's I'm done nothing. I've done no acting since, really. Sticky Fingaz. No, no. I don't know if that's a comment on the show though. I do like the concept of um, doing like a mini film for a thing. If we want, like, because um, we, do you remember way back when we watched the first two episodes of Inhumans at the cinema? Yeah. And, uh, so something like that, because in the modern day, how would it, like, I can see Netflix doing a film and then 
you know, here's the series as well. But then people would just see that as part of the series. But if it was something like you watched it in the cinema and then there's a series carrying yeah, well, on. Watching the, um, the, what was that terrible series that you just Inhumans. mentioned? Inhumans. We went to the cinema to watch it and they put two 45-minute episodes together to make a film, in inverted commas. Yeah. But the problem with that is we'd, we'd watched a quarter of the series. It was only an eight-part series. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this was the pilot for, I, like, a, yeah. a classic American 22-part yeah. series, you know? I, I didn't watch the rest of it in humans as well. I watched that, that I did. all right in the cinema. And then I was I, like, oh. Yeah, I, I, it, it was... Oh, okay. It was... Well, I don't know. It wasn't horrific. It, a lot of people have, like, said it's the, like, worst unwatchable thing, yeah, and... Worst thing to come out of, yeah. Uh, and it might be the worst thing to come out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but I, I, I watched it all and it was okay. But Marvel Cinematic Universe is pretty hard to beat, but this... Yeah, um, Sticky Frank, yeah, he he was... Yeah, he was alright as Blade. Obviously, it wasn't Wesley Snipes, but I sort of... Um, I just took it as something new, and it's there's always like recastings and stuff. And for the TV, for I was like, oh, maybe this TV universe, is, TV blade is separate. But they did seem to sort of like want to interconnect it with I the thought, other ones. And I thought rewatching it that it was quite sophisticated in the fact that it could work as a follow up to the films or could or work could as a reboot. Own. Exactly, it wasn't either or. It's like um, Ang Lee's Hulk from 2003. You can include it in the uh, MCU. It can be a sequel to The Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton. But it doesn't have to be, and I don't think the MCU say it is. No, but it, yeah, that was kind of that was kind of cool. Um, and the, yeah, there was some uh, like we said, we watched this a while back, so it's hard to. And I'm not as great with notes because I write notes, and I'm like, I don't know what I mean there. Well, but from like the vampires, and it seemed pretty cool. Yeah, and it was you know it wasn't too like. Despite being TV and in the noise, it didn't seem like it was too low budget. It seemed like there, no, there was I, some felt, care in it. I was concerned about the second viewing because I loved it at the time, but it's 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 13 years old now. Yeah, and I was worried that I was going to be putting something on that I'd loved and I was recommending to you, and that it would suck. Oh, that's, that's always the worst. You know what I mean? Like, oh no, it gets better because I hadn't watched it since like, then. And you had it does get better, doesn't it? I'm trying to think. And, then and like, I think the effects. Person. I think the effects hold up. Just. Just about, yeah, yeah. But it, the, the reason why it got cancelled quite early is because it was just too expensive and it was on a relatively new net- network. Right. Their figure, the viewing figures were good, but um, they just couldn't, couldn't afford it. it. It's a shame that, and you don't want it, once you started with such good quality, you don't want it to go downhill, do you? Mm. So I guess it's one of them that it does lean itself to a binge because it's only a small sort of small sort of, you know, series and... Yeah, and I think... It is interesting, and it's almost like a time capsule as well, because it's, again, pre-MCU, pre the big sort of thing with superheroes. Like, 2008 was a big hug. Yeah, it was, it it was, was also, during the hard times, wasn't it, it? Well, it was during the first... I'd say the thing that started it but didn't give it a full kick, because, you know, your X-Men, your Spider-Man, had, Spider-Man had come out, you know, they, they'd done their bit, but it hadn't been, like, there hadn't been a full flick or a... The and rocket hadn't fully gone up. And it was the third Marvel Universe, wasn't it? There was no Spider-Man in, no. in Blade. There was no, no X-Men in no. Blade and no X-Men in Spider-Man and no Blade in... in it would be cool if there was, like, Morbius and Living Vampire in this part. He wasn't. No, he never appeared. Spoilers. In the 16 episodes they did, he did. He never appeared. So I would have binge it just to hope that he does appear. And then... Mm. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Morbius, to be honest with you. That's going to be a fun film. Yeah, the film. Yeah, yeah. It filmed a bit in Manchester as well recently. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, it was as a 
as I think now, the, the, it's hard to say because Blade's never been like my go-to character, you know, because it's quite horror, horror. Based yeah, it is horror based. Bit of a Freddy cat. You are, but as a, as a almost project of interest, out of interest for the, a for this show and just for like 2006 superhero stuff and stuff pre MCU stuff, I would be interested in binging it because it's yeah. only a short thing. Sticky fingers it, was a pleasant surprise as well. He, yeah. he got the blade, the Espe- coldness of Blade, really quite Especially well. A name like that, and like knowing he's a rapper, and this is all he acted in. You're, yeah, your warning lights do come on, and you're like, uh, but it was yeah, he did manage to pull off that very well, and it's that whole thing of finding that balance. Sorry, something just tried to sneak on. Batman, yeah, and Batman it is, versus Ninja Turtles will have its time, but not right now. And it was, it, it, yeah, I think it found the right balance. I think it was really, really well done. Yeah, because he wasn't, you know, taking himself too serious. And it is a wacky concept, but he was, I think, because he's serious and stoic as, as a person. I yeah. Mean, aside from his name. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how rappers come up with their names. It's always interesting. You know Donald Glover... His rapper name is Childish Gambino. He put his name into a um, Wu Tang Clan generator, and that's what it came up. Is that really how he did it? Yeah, I love yeah. it. I think we should do ours. We oh, good grief! Ours. Good grief! <laughs> and then put it on. <laughs> Let's not. Ah, uh, but what, do you want to know yours? <laughs> yeah. The fellow geeks, we would be interested to know yours. Maybe we would put up a poll. All right. Well, I'll put something yeah. up if I remember. And then everyone gets the, you know, everyone, everyone can have their Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> If you can find me that website, I'll yeah, share it. I'm pretty sure you just Google it, but yeah. Yeah. Be one of them. Okay. But yeah, we finally got to do Blade. We have, and I'm glad you enjoyed it because I was a little bit worried. We, I struggled to find something you hadn't watched. <laughs> so uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it, and I, I was pleasantly surprised by how well it's, it, it held up because yeah. that was my concern, re-watching it, because I hadn't watched it since the, it was originally out. I bought, I bought the DVD... Um, and I've, I've pre- previously sold it back to CEX, but I remember it costing like sixty or some, sixty quid maybe when I bought it around oh, two thousand six. Really? And I got it for like five quid. The complete My series goodness. on um, on Amazon when oh, I rebought it. Not been great for that. Then, no, no. Well, oh. I remember the series of Buffy used to be seventy pound. Really? Yeah, series. yeah, yeah. I'm sure you can get all the friends for that price. Now, mind you, I guess streaming and stuff like that. Yeah, well, that's the thing. 2006, it was it wow. was just about nudging towards love film. It wasn't. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't say 60. I went, Blockbuster as well, innit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was probably around the time. Blockbuster, Blockbuster didn't do no teleseries, so they no. tended to charge more for teleseries. Wow. Yeah, I don't think I would have. Um, so I don't, I don't think I would have binged it back then. <laughs> no, maybe not. <laughs> 60 quid's a bit of an investment, indeed. <laughs> so and I guess it. It does that lead to? Sorry, I know you wanted to do a swift end exit then, but would that lead to its budget as well? Is that why it's possibly? Or was that I think a, a I think a natural. I think the the we, we streaming didn't exist, so a lot of the way they made their money was through DVDs. DVD sales. Whereas now it's kind of like the DVD know. prices have gone down because yeah, there's so many different. Platforms yeah, was it? Shown on live TV, this not in the UK, not, the UK, not no. really. No, I don't think so. I think so it was on you Sky. You originally watched it, it was the DVD. Yeah, I got it on oh, DVD I because I didn't have Sky. Nice, so, yeah, yeah, but I reckon, yeah, that's uh, we'll that's binge it. it. That's it for it. Binge it, not a bin, it's yeah, not going in the bin, especially yeah. if it's costing 60 quid. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> 
get it back, it cost me 60 quid, that. So yeah. I'm worth five now. Oh, I can stand the bin then. <laughs> so that was Binge It or Bin It for, for Blade, Blade, the series. That was Pass Fraser and Pass Mark discussing binging or binning Blade the series. We finally got it on the show, having planned it maybe 30 episodes ago. <laughs> maybe 25. But a long, long time ago. I hope you enjoyed it. And now it is time for the final segment of the show. And it's this. <laughs> It's like he's back in the studio, but he's not. But he will be in about three weeks' time. It feels like the summer, or at least his summer, has gone so quickly. He's been away nearly two months now, and I know what I'm doing for the rest of the uh, for the rest of the two more weeks that I've got to cover. And yeah, in the studio, I will be pulling and passing with Fraser in about three weeks' time. But for the time being, I'm going to tell you what we mean by the term pull. If you go into your local comic shop and you pick up a comic book that you like, if you pick up number one of, for example, Loki, and you take it to the counter and you you go to buy it, and they say, "Would you like you? Would you like me to put this on your pull?" What that means is they keep a they have behind the counter they have a number of comics that they keep for everybody, like almost like a subscription service, but a bit more chill. And every time you go in, it doesn't have to be weekly, it can be monthly, it can be whenever you fancy. You can see what is on your pull and buy the comics that they've put aside for you. And it's it's, it's like a casual subscription service, and all good comic book stores will do that for you. And so this part of the show, we discuss whether or not three new comics, we would put them onto our pull list, or we would pass on them after trying them out. This section of the show is sponsored by Travelling Man. And they have, show- they have shows. No, they don't. They have stores in Newcastle, Leeds, York and Manchester. And they want you to know that they are going to be at Manchester Comic Con as well. They are your local comic book store wherever you live in the northwest and the northeast. But they are brilliant and they're going to be at Manchester Comic Con. So check them out. My pull is with Travelling Man and they always look after me. And they are brilliant folk. So I've got three titles for you this week. And I'm going to go first up with Loki, like I talked about earlier. Loki number one is from Marvel, and it is, well, after the events of War of the Realms, we now have Loki in charge of the the, the Ice Giants. He is their king. And um, it's, it's essentially a Thor story, but from the perspective of Loki. And I don't see that as a bad thing at all. I, I think Loki's a fascinating character. And... Um, He's the god of mischief, but he's he's done some pretty bad things in the past. So this is almost like a redemption story for Loki. And this is where my, maybe my... This is perhaps a little harsh, but I, I still think it's worth saying. I feel that because Loki has become such a popular character, this is almost fan service, almost a contrived face turn for the character. And as, as, as funny as he is, as witty and as well-written as it is, it does feel like we, want, we need Loki to be a goodie now. And they do it better than I thought they might, let's be honest. So, um, you know, it's, I can see where they're coming from, but I also can see that they've done it pretty well. And it is fun to see the stories told from Loki's perspective, because he is he's a rogue. He's perhaps not... 
He's, I think he's mellowed from the Loki of the 90s that I remember reading because the Loki of the 90s was uh, ruthless, whereas this Loki is a bit more fun-loving and rascally. And I think that's maybe, maybe that's character development or maybe it's fan service. I'm not 100% sure because I have missed quite a lot of comics in between them. And um, one thing I do want to mention is that there's a new character called Frosty and um, <laughs> I loved him. It was, it was super cheeky. It was something super cheeky relating to Loki and I think it's... It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, this comic book. And for me, I've been a lot more harsh with my pulls in in recent history because, frankly, my pull list is just gigantic because of, <laughs> because of this show. So I think maybe maybe th- like a year ago, I would have considered putting this in my pull list. But for the time being, it's a pass. However... I very much can see myself picking up the trade and reading the trade because it was a lot of fun. And it is a nice take on the Thor mythos and the Thor kind of area of uh, the Marvel Universe. And I think that Loki is a fantastic character. So I think I'm I'm definitely curious to read more, but I don't need to put it on my pull list and read it every single month. I think I'm going to wait for the trade on that one. And I can just hear... Fraser pulling out his hair, because that's almost a cop-out, but not quite. Next up was Blade Runner 2019. And um, (laughs) there's obviously the cute little nod to um, Blade Runner being quite an old franchise. And by 2019, their world, their futuristic world, looks very, very different to our 2019. And I think it's a nice little nod, a nice little tongue-in-the-cheek comment to launch a title... Blade Runner 2019, set in 2019, but it's not our 2019. I think that's I think that's a lot of fun. I think that's um, a nice little nod. And, you know, we've obviously gone past 1984, and um, George Orwell's thing didn't happen. Or did it? Hmm. Did eventually, potentially, maybe. But let's not talk politics. So I think it's nice that um, they're acknowledging that, essentially, the science fiction of of uh, Blade Runner in 2019 is actually way ahead of the science fiction the science that we have now despite the fact that we have incredible technology compared to what we did you know 20 or 30 years ago and um there's some really gruesome moments in this in this comic book and i think when you're working on a film franchise you need to stay true to the films and the films were pretty gruesome they were they were they they did not hold back on their violence and this 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 comic book doesn't either i would go as far as saying it's sci-fi horror and that's a great thing and um the new protagonist is interesting i think it's the right choice uh, the harrison ford character was definitely the film franchise's big thing but i like the fact that the world is so rich and so wide and all these different blade runners will all have their own different stories i think a new protagonist was a good idea and um, she was she was a likable character, and she, it was interesting. And yeah, I'm a sucker for a double page spread. There was um, at the top of the corner of this double page spread, it said "nice view," and it was. It gave you a really beautiful image of the the skyscrapers and the futuristic world of the Blade Runner universe in 2019, and it was very cinematic. And I think that's important when you're adapting films that you need to sometimes almost incorporate the cinematic nature of the franchise and and the, this double page spread I, I just I paused I had a little look and I went ooh so I've always been a fan of Blade Runner 
And I think this one, it was great. I like sci-fi, and I like sci-fi comics, and I like the Blade Runner universe, and this was well done. The cliffhanger was suitably, ooh, for me to go, do you know what? This one's a pull. So Blade Runner 2019, it is a pull for me. And finally, I picked up Collapser, which is from the new black label of... um, I wanted to say Vertigo, but it's not, because Vertigo is no more. Uh, It's by DC Comics. And um, the main protagonist in this is a neurotic nerd called Liam. And um, as a neurotic nerd, I can relate with this. I think um, they potentially know their um, target audience. A lot of comic book readers are a bit like me. And we are a little bit neurotic and we are a little bit nerdy. And, you know, having a relatable main character, there's there's not a problem with that as far as I'm concerned. I think it's, um, I think it's, worth, it's worth doing and... Um, it, it it all goes through life, and it's it's quite gentle to begin with, and then suddenly there is a massive jaw drop moment, and I've put in my notes uh, zombie question mark, and it's um, it's it's nice. I like I like it when it's done well. I like it when the jaw drop, the shock, the um, the what the hell is going on moment is is drops really well, and this was done with with great aplomb, and I thought that you know. That's quite difficult to do when you're doing it in a comic book medium rather than in a um, visual medium. <laughs> comic books are visual. I mean like a, an audio and a visual, like like a film or a whatever. And um, it was done really, really nicely. And I, I did like it. I think, again, it's not quite outstanding enough for me to put it on my pull. I've got like 10 or 12 books on my pull now. And I can't really afford to put something on financially unless it is an absolutely superb title. And this was good. Again, this is the kind of good that I would pick up in trade and read it all in one go. But it's not quite there for me to put it on my pull. I'm having to be really kind of strict with myself. I had this conversation with Zach the last time he was on the show. And it is hard when you read these things that you think, these are great. But are they quite great enough? And if I had infinite money... I would have put Collapser and Loki on my pull. But there are some books that I just simply wouldn't put on my pull at all. But those two, if I had infinite money, they would go on my pull. But I don't. So unfortunately, I am going to have to pass them for the time being. Maybe revisit when they're out on trade. And that is Geek of the Week for this week. I hope you've enjoyed what I've come up together. with A bit of a collage of pre-recorded stuff, basically. And um, then... A little bit of me solo, which I'll be honest with you, I have struggled with over the summer. And I think you've probably been able to spot that as I've done a lot of guest hosts and I've done a lot of um, pre-recorded stuff. And I am much more comfortable bouncing off a friend when I'm on the radio. So I hope you've enjoyed what we've come up with. Next week, I'm hoping to have a special guest host. And the week after that, I am away. So I'll be pre-recording a special music episode of the show. So there will be very little comic book chat, but there'll be lots and lots and lots of comic book music. Following week after that, all being well, and I can't wait. Fraser's going to be back. We're going to be back in the studio. Your usual hosts, the regular Geek of the Week team, and we're going to be back to what we uh, to what we set up the show as, and I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing you, buddy. So that's all we've got time for on Geek of the Week this week. I've had a fab time. I hope you have too, and we'll see you next time on Geek of the Week. Great Scott! It's been almost an hour. 
What the devil are they doing? Rest assured that I was on the internet within minutes, registering my disgust throughout the world. Thanks for listening to Geek of the Week. Be sure to tune in next week. Same Geek time, same Geek channel. And if you want to follow us on social media, it's at GOTW Radio on Twitter. Search for Geek of the Week Radio Show on Facebook. And to listen again, it's www.mixcloud.com forward slash Geek of the Week Radio Show.